In just a second, I'm going to need you guys to help me. Um, in fact, no, let's do that right now. So, I need a couple of people who can build with bricks. Who's good at that? Would you like to help me? Come on. And come on, come on then. Do you want to come as well? Bring your sister if you like. Let's have three of you. Right, so here, here I have... Okay, I'll cut. Would you like to do this one too? Right, well, can the four of you work together? Right, do you see here I've got some Jenga blocks? And your task is to build the, the biggest strongest tower, highest tower you can out of Jenga blocks, all right? And there's some more Jenga blocks here, so you might want to put them together like this. You might want to work out a good way to keep it. Is that all right? And there's plenty there. So do you guys want to crack on with that? And I also need some people who are good at building with Lego. Okay? So, um, who... Come on, Martha. Come on, mate. Come on, come on, um, Noah. Brilliant. And one more. Come on, then, you two. Right. Now, listen, you have to work together. That's not going to help. I'm afraid this plane isn't going to help you very much. Because what I want you to do is to, again, build the biggest, well, the highest, strongest tower you can. Now, there's all sorts of Lego bits there. It doesn't have to look very good. It's not got to be all fancy, but it's just got to be strong. Okay? Can you manage that? And can you work together between you to do that? And if you need more pieces, they're in there. Okay? So if you guys crack on with that while I'm talking... Okay, and the rest of you, if you missed out on that, there is plenty of opportunity to do building in just a few minutes, okay? We actually have, in, we've got a number of activities coming up, and two of them are giant Jenga blocks, which are at the back there, so there'll be a chance to do some more building. We are going to read a story from the Bible. In fact, can you put my first slide up for me, Chris? We've, we're in the middle of a series on parables, the stories that Jesus told, and um, the Bible story, the parable that we're going to read this morning um, is in Matthew, and I thought we could all read it together because it's not very long. So if you can read, okay, uh, then read along with me. And if you can't, don't worry, just, just do your best, okay? So this is from Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 27, and it's the story of the two builders. So if you'd like to read it with me, let's go together. Go. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Now then, it's a really well-known story. Amazing. It's only three verses in the Bible, but it's such a vivid image, isn't it? Are, are any of you old enough to have been taught a song about this in, in, um, in Sunday school? We're going to sing that song later. It's going to be for the, the grown-ups to perform to the children, okay? Because they may, well, maybe you've taught it to your kids, but... Um, so this is a really famous story from the Bible of, uh, that Jesus told of, a, of two builders. One who built on rock and one who built on sand. Um, what I'd love to do is show you a little video now, just to kind of illustrate this a bit more. Guys, can you run my video for me? Hey, you guys here, you might just want to pause for a minute and just look at this video, all right? Do you want to run that for me, guys? Thank you. Okay. How are you getting on with your building? That's looking pretty tall. How's this one going? It's, it's, it's some catching up too. We keep going. Got plenty of time. Got plenty of time. Brilliant. So this is the story of the two builders. And uh, perhaps you can just put my slides back up, Chris, for me. Thank you. 
And uh, it's a story Jesus told, and as I said, it's a very vivid, descriptive story that Jesus said, imagine building a house on rock as apart from building a house on sand. There's a picture that somebody did of it. I think that's probably the kind of house, that's probably more about what it would look like in Jesus' times. But my question is this, my first question about this morning is this, why is it that a house needs to be built on foundations? We've got any builders in the audience? Anybody who lives in a house in the audience? <laughs> any, in the congregation today? So can, somebody, can anybody tell me, why is it that you need foundations in a house? What's the, what are foundations anyway? What does it mean? Does anybody know? Any of the grown-ups want to shout out? Come on, what is it? What is it? It keeps it stable. It keeps it stable. Right. You build a house, if you just put it straight on the ground, it's not, it's not very stable. Here's a picture of somebody building some foundations. Can you see? Can you see where the house is going to be? But before they can build the house, the bit that you see, they have to dig down into the ground and they have to put lots of cement down there and lots of, build some walls down there and build the whole thing so it's nice and firm and stable. And that way, if there was a problem, if there was some rain, if there was a big storm, okay, even if the ground moved a bit or if floods came, you, the chances are usually when you've dug down about three or four feet like that, it's going to stay firm, it's going to stay standing up. Depends on, the, depends on the ground, it depends on the rock. If you don't do that, something like this might happen. And that's not very good, is it? Can you imagine building a house and not really putting any of those foundations in and then the rain comes in and the house falls down and that's not going to be much good. And you can see that guy's a little bit disappointed, really, because, man, that's kind of the end of his house, isn't it? Okay, so Jesus is talking. He's actually not talking about houses, but he's using this as an illustration to talk about something else. Okay, so that's why you need a foundations. You need a foundations so that a house doesn't fall down. Okay, but Jesus isn't really talking about houses, is he? He's talking about God. He's talking about God's word specifically. So why did Jesus, what did he mean when he said, these words, when he said, oh dear, don't worry guys, it's alright, you've still got plenty of time, keep going. What did Jesus mean when he said those words that he said in that, um, in that verse? He said, oh, a man who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like the man building his house on the rock. So Jesus is saying, if you hear what I say and you act on it, and you do something about it, then you're building your life on a solid foundation. And if you hear what I say, but you don't act on it, then guess what? It might look good, but when the storms come, it's tricky, isn't it? You guys are doing really I have to say, you're still winning the sort of height, height battle, was it? That was your backup plan. It's a, good, it's a good job we had a first one, isn't it? You're doing brilliantly here. Okay, how are you guys doing? Yeah, it's getting there. It's, it's still got a way to go. See if you can get it up a bit higher. Okay. So, with all the parables, in all of our series of the parables, we've been asking a couple of questions. And one of the first and the main questions to ask about the parables is, who was Jesus actually talking to? 
Who was he talking to when he told this story? And therefore, what did he mean? Because Jesus loved to tell stories. In fact, Jesus told a lot of stories and taught a lot of people. And this passage comes at the end of about three chapters in Matthew, which are, are really well known. They're called the Sermon on the Mount. Now, I don't know if Jesus preached them all in one go, but it, the way that Matthew tells this story is that Jesus was up on a mountain and he was talking to the crowds and he was teaching them about God and about life. And he was teaching them all sorts of things. And right at the end of that, the last thing he says to them is this. And all these things that I've told you, he said, if you actually act on them, then it's like building your house on a good, strong foundation. And if you don't, it's not. Okay? So who was Jesus talking to? Well, he was talking to the crowds. Okay? Mostly we think he was talking to the crowds. And at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus, it's like he is saying, you have got to choose between building your life on the thing that the religious leaders say or building your life on me, on God. It was a choice between the truth and the life of Jesus or, re or religion. Jesus is saying he's the true foundation of life. It says that he, they were so... Do you remember what the word was that it said the crowds were? They were... They were what? No, they weren't just big. They were astonished. One translation says the crowds were astonished. Okay? I, I don't, you're not expected to read that, remember that because I didn't read it to you. It's the next verse. My apologies. In the next verse it says the crowds were astonished. He's not like the scribes, they said. He's not like the scribes. He said, astonished is interesting because it kind of implies that they didn't necessarily agree with everything he was saying. There was a mixed reaction. And sometimes we have mixed reactions when we hear the words of Jesus. They said, he's not like the scribes. The scribes were people who cited the teaching of other rabbis. But Jesus didn't cite anybody else's teaching. He said, it's about me. It's about me. It's about what I say. I'm the real deal. He had the true authority. And so Jesus is talking to the crowds and he's saying, this is what God is like. And if you, if you act on it, your life will go well. It's like building your life on a strong foundation. You'll weather the storms. You know, we meet people um, in, in the church sometimes who are trying to follow Jesus. People who are trying to do, trying to kind of, who are just trying to find God in the midst of difficult times. And sometimes people come to us and they say, this is happening in my life and it's really difficult. This is happening in my life and it's really difficult. This is happening. And we talk to them and we say, well, are you going along to a life group, for example? How are you doing at praying and reading the Bible? And sometimes they say, well, I'm struggling a bit, to be honest. And we say, well, actually, it's, it's really, you know, it's all very well. Do you know, Jesus is merciful. And if you come to him any time, he will help. But if we want to weather the storms, we need to build our life on the foundation. And so sometimes making hard choices early on in life is the way to build on rock and not on sand. And that's what this parable is about. But there's one other thing that this is about too, because I've said this to you before, that whenever you read Jesus talking to first century Israel, there's a context and a background. And I'd love to just show you this quote. Oh, that's not it. This is the parable. It's not just about hearing God's word. It's about doing something about it. This quote from Tom Wright, who is a Bible teacher. And he says, not far away from where Jesus was sitting on that hillside, 
just 100 miles or so away in Jerusalem. Herod's men were continuing to rebuild the temple. They spoke of it as God's house and declared that it was built upon the rock, proof against wind and weather. In the last great sermon in Matthew's gospel, Jesus warns that the temple itself will come crashing down because Israel as a whole has failed to respond to his message. Halfway through the gospel, in another dramatic moment, Jesus promises that Peter's confession of faith will form the rock on which something very different will be built, the community that believes in him, Jesus, as the Messiah. So in other words, as with all Jesus' parables, there's an application in the moment for the person, and there's an application across communities and across the world. And for the Jewish community, this was news. This was a shock. Jesus is challenging them. He's saying, actually, you think that your religion is the way forward. You think that your temple or Herod's temple, he thinks that he's going to build the biggest, strongest thing. Actually, the kingdom of God isn't going to be built on that kind of thing. It's going to be built on me. That kind of thing is going to come crashing down. So the question for us is, do we act on what we hear from God, or, I love this phrase Tom Wright used, or do we just let our ears enjoy the sound of the words without actually doing anything about it? And there's the challenge for us today. There's the challenge. Sometimes, you know, experiencing God, his power is a really dramatic thing. Other times it's a very gentle and incremental thing. But it's life-changing. And it's about decisions that we make. And it's about choosing to come to Jesus again and again. And it's about choosing to make habits and patterns in our lives. The kind of things that bring us back to him, not take us away from him. And it's about going to Jesus in the times when it isn't difficult. It's about going to Jesus in the times when it isn't difficult. 30 30 seconds, guys. 30 seconds. It's about going to Jesus and making the hard choices because you know it's the right thing knowing that those kinds of decisions will hold us in good stead. I remember when I was a lot younger, and I'd grown up as a believer. I knew all the stories about Jesus. I remember I got through university. I was looking at my life. I was trying to think about what to do next. And I had to make a decision. I felt like I heard the words of God say, you've got to be hot or cold. You can't be lukewarm. And I felt like for me, in that moment, I had to make a decision about whether I was going to take everything I knew about God seriously and put my whole heart into it, and live for Jesus 100%, or whether I was not going to bother. Because I knew that I was kind of like messing around with it a bit. bit. I had to make a decision. I had to make it count. I had to not just hear the words, and just go to church and enjoy the experience. I had to not just come to God and enjoy his presence. I had to act on what he was telling me to do. And that's a challenge. But the word of God is hope for us. The word of God is light, the Bible says, even in the midst of devastating loss and complete heartbreak and utter tragedy, which some of us are living through, the word of God is strong. And if we choose to act on it and go and push into it, then we'll be building our life on foundations. Now, how are we getting on? Look at this. I think this one deserves a round of applause. (laughs) Guys, stand back and let them see what you've done. Move, Move out of the way. And I think this one here deserves a round of applause too. Now, I'm going to ask you to do something now. I'm going to ask you to stand around the table, right, each of you, your table, and I'm just going to ask you 
to wobble it a little bit. <laughs> and and I, I want to see, because that one's definitely the tallest, but I want to see which one stays up. Okay, just, um, just, yeah, don't, yeah. Should, we, should we do this one at a time? Should we try this one first? Just see what happens when we wobble your... Just see what happens when we... Can I do that? You can do it with me. Ready? Let's wobble your table. Oh, look at that. Okay. Do you know, it was still a great tower, though. Brilliant. Well done. You guys can sit down. Thank you. And what about this one? Oh, they're wobbling it. Look, come on, wobble it. Look at that. It stayed up. Wow. Brilliant. Give them a clap. You guys can sit down. You guys can sit down. Well done. Now, this isn't obviously... It didn't quite work because they couldn't put foundations on here, but I thought that would illustrate a little bit about what happens when we build solidly. And in Jesus' case, in the story, with foundations. And so, we've got some activities to do. I want us to reflect on this message. I want us to reflect on this story. Okay, that God's word is strong. That God's word has something to say. And that for each of us, as we choose to act on it, it will have implications not just for now in our lives, but for the future, for the difficult times. You know, the choice that I made back then when I was 21 or 22 to take God seriously, to live this thing properly, to try my best apologies. I'm not going to stand up here and say that I'm a model Christian because I'm not. I haven't, I've, I've messed up so many times. It's, it's not, by no means is it all perfect. But it was a choice I made to build my life on something I knew to be firm and solid. And we have had some storms in our life, as all of us have, as you have. We have had some really difficult things happen and we've had to make that choice again and again to push into God, knowing that he's faithful. Knowing that you can shake about all you like, but if you're built on solid foundations, your house is not going to crumble. And that's what I think Jesus was talking about. For us as individuals, for us as a community. And so the question for today is, what are you building on? Are you building on rock or are you building on sand? What are we building on? And um, what I would love us to do is we're going to have some activities now. So as we reflect on this, and I'll just tell you what the activities are going to be, okay? and then we're going to have about 15 minutes probably or so just to do that. And if you've got um, children with you, it would be great if you could um, kind of make sure they're all right, do something with them, engage them in, this, in the conversation. Um, so here's what we're going to do. There's a number of different activities.